You know what? We recently had a worship conference here. And we will wait on the Lord. Reminded me what that guy spoke on that Thursday night to kick it off. They that wait on the Lord. Wait. That doesn't mean to sit around idly. Not in the biblical context of the Hebrew language it was written in. But that word wait is just like you go out to a restaurant. The waiter comes up to you to serve you. So while we wait, we serve the Lord. So you got to think about that. We will wait for you. We will wait on you. We will serve you. We will serve you until the expected end comes to pass. Until the promise comes, we will be busy serving the Lord. Amen.
Thank you, Father, for what you have done for us, how you have called us out of darkness and into your marvelous light. Thank you for the free body of Christ today. Anyone who might be among us who does not know that freedom, I pray that they will get a taste of that today as we wait upon the Lord, as we worship the Lord, and that they would feel that call, that drawing to your most beautiful and holy presence. You're so worthy, Father.
come on, sing that again. Even if you don't really feel it, let that be your confession. Because it's the truth. Place for you. One more time.
receive that in the name of Jesus. We bless one another and we receive the blessing that you've given to us. Amen. Amen. If you've done that, you may be seated in his presence. What an awesome God we serve. Let's give the Lord praise for what he's done for Lee this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. God has, for those who may be guests today and don't know God has given this man so many miracles so many miracles we can't wait to hear him give his testimony but he's a miracle in the making he's a miracle in the making there's yet miracles to take place and we're calling them in in Jesus name amen (laughs) 
Good morning, everybody. It is so good to see you today. What a beautiful congregation. Just a wonderful, beautiful day in the Lord. We're thankful for you. We want to say a big welcome to you, our faith family that are here this morning. We want to say a big welcome to our online congregation. Let's give them a big hand for being with us. Yes. We hope that y'all entered in with us today and received that blessing as well. And if this is your first time at Northview Harvest Ministries, if you'll look in your bulletin, inside it says, first time here, and there's a form in there, and it's perforated, so it just tears right off. If you would please fill that out, um, and you would take it to the foyer as you leave today, it's to your right. There will be someone out there for you to take these from you, chat with you, pray with you if you need prayer. And then um, we will give you a gift bag because we want to bless you with some goodies from Northview and we want to give you some information about the ministry. Um, if you're looking for a church, we would love to have you be a part here. So there is so much, there are so many good things going on right now. Please make sure that you read this bulletin. It's chock full of good information. We don't want you to miss anything, but we do have some things coming up. Uh, so today after service, we have our Senior Saints Luncheon. So if you are 60 and above, you're welcome to stay and eat with us. And I say us because I'm not 60 yet, but I get to go. So I'm just saying, if you're 60 and above, you can have lunch with us today. Um, if you're here visiting, we would love to have you stay. We have a really great time with that. Um, we will start, we will have our first Friday, Friday fast this Friday, February 3rd. So we have started that again. They used to do this years ago. Every, the first Friday of every month, we fast, fast whatever God lays on your heart. And then that night, we come together at 7 o'clock and have some worship and prayer. So we would love to have you join us this Friday night for that. Also, married couples, we have our Refresh Marriage Conference coming up. We are so excited about that. If you look in your bulletin, there's a whole page full of what's going to be going on. We've got lots of great things planned. But here's the thing, you have to register by February 12th. Okay, February 12th. We need you to register. We're going to have some great things the night, the night on that Friday night before we start. We're going to come in together and have dessert. We're going to have live music for us to listen to while we have our dessert. And then we're going to go into our conference. And then that morning we'll have light refreshments and then have more of that. They're going to have um, question and answer time. So it's going to be wonderful, y'all. So please sign up. If you're engaged, you're thinking about getting married, we want you to come too. Okay, so sign up. Sign up. And it's the end of the month, so you can have Valentine's Day, however you want to, and then you come to the conference at the end of the month. So make sure that you check that out in the bulletin. It's going to be a great time. Some friends of ours, Billy and Rebecca Altman, who work for Family Life, if you've ever heard of them, um, they are missionaries for Family Life and for Campus Crusade for Christ. So he does a lot of tech for them. They've worked with them for years now. They actually were some of our um, members when we were in Charleston. They were just like in their 20s. Now they're grown and got four kids. So we want you to come out. You're going to love it. You're going to love what they share with you. It's going to be great information. And we can all improve in our marriages, right? Whether you've been married one year or 50 years or 60 years, there's always room for improvement. Marriage is one of those things, y'all. It's like the lawn in your yard. If you let your lawn go, what will happen? Weeds, the grass gets really high. If you don't, if you're not intentional about your marriage, guess what happens? Weeds and all kinds of things get in there. So make sure that you are taking care of that precious gift that God's given you. And if you don't think it's a precious gift right now, come to the marriage conference and we'll help you remember what a precious gift it is. 
if you do think it's a precious gift, you still need to come to the marriage conference. So it's for everybody. So we want you to come. We want you to take advantage of these things that we provide for you here at Northview Harvest Ministries. All right, it is time to give. This side likes to give. What about this side? Yes, amen. So if you need a tithing envelope, if you will raise your hand. Our ushers are moving forward at this time, and they can get one of those to you. I see a few hands up, ushers. We want to thank all of you that give online. We know a lot of you choose to do that these days, and we're so thankful. And if you'll notice the screen, you will see that we provide many options to give you to give. Okay, you can bring it by here. You can mail it. You can um, use push pay. So many ways to give. We want to thank you for your giving. Um, ushers, if you'll come forward when you're ready. As you prepare to give your giving in-house, I just want to give a testimony for all the things God is doing. And you know, if you, if you don't know, there's usually something going on here every day and every weekend. For instance, this weekend, our youth are at Accelerance, and we've been getting all kinds of reports, y'all, that God is moving amazingly in them. Yes. There's been some baptism in the Holy Spirit. There's been some freedom. There's been unity. They said the unity is ridiculous. And, and I'm going to tell you something. Those kids have been fought with disunity about the last, well, probably about six months now. The enemy has really tried to divide. But God is doing some amazing things. And you made it happen because you're giving. Amen? And then yesterday morning, our little gyms group that didn't get to go on the um, retreat last week, they got to have a little tea party. And it was precious. And they had a wonderful time. And then also yesterday morning, a group of us went to Fayetteville to pray outside of an abortion clinic. Now, I want to tell you a little bit about that in case you've seen it, the silent siege on the wall, and you're just not quite sure what we do. We work with a group called Bound for Life. So you go for boundforlife.com if you want to check them out, okay? And we literally stand in the median in front of the um, abortion clinic. We're not threatening. We don't say anything. And we put a piece of red tape across our mouth and it says life on it. And we stand there and we silently pray for an hour. And then we come back together and we share with whatever vehicle we drove. We share about what God spoke. And y'all would not believe how God speaks to all of us the same way. It is amazing. It is amazing. And then we pray and we have communion together and we seal that thing. Now I'm going to tell you something. Every time we go, something incredible happens. Every time we go, we have prayed. People have stopped and asked us to pray for them. We have had, we've met several ministries during that time that were like, we've been praying for other churches to be here because they've been praying for years. Yesterday, we actually got filmed for a documentary. We were standing there, and this woman walks up to us, and she said, are y'all praying? And we shook our head, you know, trying not to talk, and she was like, she starts crying, and she said, this is a God thing. She said, our group has a, a crisis pregnancy center in Rocky Mount, North Carolina, and we came down to film a friend of ours that has done a spoken word for the banquet we're having to raise money for this. And she said, can I just, can I just put a little clip of y'all praying? And we're like, sure. And so afterwards, we went over and talked to them, and God just connected. I mean, it was, y'all, it was amazing. So God is working. God is working even when y'all don't know it, even when y'all are at home. You know, you can't be involved in everything, but you can be involved in something. Y'all, we give so many opportunities here, and I'm thankful for a place where the ground is so fertile, such wonderful ground to sow into. Are you? Yes, amen. So if you would stand and prepare yourself to give.
and the praise band is going to play for us this morning. chapter 2 because of his obedience to the cross even the death of the cross God the Father has given him a name that is exalted above every other name that at the mention of the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue should confess his Lordship and Jesus you are Lord today over every situation anybody is facing in this place today, over any situation, present or future, Jesus, you are Lord. King of all kings, Lord of all lords. You are Jehovah Jireh, you are the Lord our provider. Jehovah Zidkanu, the Lord our righteousness. Jehovah Rohi, our shepherd and our protector and our guide. Thank you for being Jehovah Rohi, 
Thank you for being Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. Whether it be a biggie like cancer, leukemia, heart disease, or whether it be a little thing like a cold or ingrown toenail, you're the healer of it all. A to Z, you're the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. To you, Jesus, be all glory, honor and power, dominion and strength forever and ever. And Lord, we present this offering the tithe that's been returned, this offering, we present it to you today. We ask you to move in our behalf. Honor us, Lord God. Breathe upon this today. Give us wisdom, favor, direction, and how to be good stewards. But Lord, I do pray that you would return it to your people. You said give, and it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over, so shall men give into your bosom. We release the word of the Lord God in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Say this to me. There is an abundance in this house. There is abundance. Somebody give the Lord a praise if you believe. He is more than enough today. Look at about three people, wave at them or do something and let somebody know you're glad to see them today. Would you do that? Let somebody know you love them and you're glad to be this close to somebody as nice as they are on a Sunday. Y'all see Preacher Paul over there waving at y'all? Y'all better show the man some love. His first Sunday back from uh, having quadruple bypass surgery and uh, thank you, Miss Terry, for letting him out. Ward, that's Warden Terry. Some people may call her his wife, but uh, Paul's been calling her the warden since the hospital stay. Whatever you got to do, Miss Terry, just be sure he gets on his feet straight. My wife's been known to be called that before, too. So anyway, we love you, Brother Paul. My wife's already mentioned that uh, majority of our youth are away at Accelerant, which is a national youth conference in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. So y'all be praying for their return home today. I think there's around 40-something of them that are in that group. So uh, that's a whole lot of young people and chaperones. And y'all show them some love when they get home. And whatever you do, this week be praying whatever God has fostered inside of them. Uh, we will help them continue to fan that flame. I was excited last night. Not only are our youth experiencing great things with God, but I got uh, a text last night that two of the chaperones had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues according to the Bible. So you don't know what you're going to get when you go to help serve, right? So that means next time Ronald Jones is going to commit to go with them to the youth conference. Father, we love you today. We are a blessed people. And in spite of all of the circumstances, the paradoxes, the unconstitutional injustices and the ugliness that we have in this country, we are still a blessed people in the United States of America. God, we're not gonna stick our head in the sand and say we don't have issues, we do. And we ask you to help us 
Lord God, to navigate in bringing healing to this land. And God, that's gonna start not in the White House, not in a county courthouse, not in a state house. That's only gonna happen in your house. So God, we submit and we commit today to the passage in 2 Chronicles seven fourteen, when you said, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. You said you would hear from heaven. You would forgive their sins. And there's a big phrase a lot of people don't quote at the end of that verse. You said you would heal their land. God, we ask you for healing in this country today. In Memphis, we pray for healing. Atlanta, Georgia, we pray for healing. Other cities where craziness and chaos and injustices are going on, we pray for healing. God, we rebuke bigotry. Whether it's between the same skin color or different skin color, ain't nobody, and I know I said ain't, y'all hold on, I'm talking to the Lord and he don't mind. Ain't nobody better than anybody else drawing breath on this planet. Jesus came and died for us all to make us one. And in his eyes, there are no big eyes nor little you. So whether you're rich, poor, red, yellow, black, or white, male or female, educated or uneducated, in the eyes of Christ, we are all the same. So unless you think you are bigger and better and badder than God, and the only person ever thought that was the devil, so if he's your daddy, you keep on thinking that way. But to those who submit and commit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, we pray for our land to be healed. We pray for injustices, bigotry, racism, and all of the above and even more, we pray that God would help us shine the light of peace, hope, and love according to the degree that only the kingdom of God can give it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Amen. Look at somebody say, God's gonna do something about all this craziness. How many of y'all believe that today? Pardon me, I'm getting over a cold. I have been hand sanitizing constantly all morning, so if I've been around you and fist bumped you or anything like that, uh, you're safe. In fact, I feel like a greased pig just to pout, but anyway, it's all good. Look at somebody and tell them God is good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just share for just a few minutes. I'm just gonna be very brief because Pastor Faye is gonna give us some great updates about Restoring Hope Center. And uh, Miss Chris Oxendine is going to give us some great uh, statistical things about Northview Harvest Ministries. For those of you that are online, after I finish sharing what I am going to share, we're going to be disconnecting from the online service because we don't want all the information that, that we'll be supplying here in the sanctuary to be going out uh, on the internet. So you'll have to forgive us for that. And 
uh, it will all be good. One of the things that the Lord spoke to me about in, as we were ending up 2022 and we were preparing to go into 2023 uh, is this, is that God never intended for you to be average. I had one little baby got that. <laughs> Let me say it one more time. God never intended for you to be average. Tell somebody that. God never intended for you to be average. And if he didn't intend for you to be average, he sure enough didn't intend for you to be below average. And just for a launching point, I want to give you a scripture today. And I'm, I'm not going to preach from this scripture today, but I, I do beg the reservation to come back at a later time and, and revisit this because I have been picking it apart for a few weeks and, and I do want to uh, really delve into it. But in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, and I don't have it on the, the, uh, the slide up here today, so you're going to have to do it the old-fashioned way. You're going to have to turn there. So get your smart phone, your device, or uh, how many of y'all brought a real Bible? I'm so used to carrying a tablet, I don't use my, my Bible in church unless I am studying in my office. So I'm not mocking anybody that has or does not have a Bible. But in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 9, Danny, we're going to be reading from the New King James Version today. Anybody got it yet? Second Peter, did I say first? Don't get concerned until I tell you to turn to fourth Peter, okay? <laughs> I'm working on third Timothy right now. Look at somebody say, God did not create you to be average. And folks, before we even look at this scripture, I want to remind you, I did this last week, if you look at nature, if you look at space, you look at outer space, if you look at the size of the stars in some of the known solar systems in, in the universe, even if you look at the universe, folks, it is estimated that there are billions of solar systems, of galaxies, rather, in the universe, and in, in each one of those billions of galaxies, there are billions of stars. Does that hurt anybody's brain besides my little brain? In the known universe, there are billions of galaxies and in each galaxy, there are billions of stars. I'm sorry, y'all. You can keep hanging on to that Big Bang thing all you want to, but that's a whole lot of stuff out there. And for somebody to tell me this all happened when, when something where there was nothing just decided that nothing wanted to blow up and make something, there wasn't that much nothing out there to make that much something. I can only believe when I look at everything that there is that it came by divine design. 
And then when I read the scripture, that that same God, who even like when he's interacting with Job, when he says, where were you when I did all of creation? Where were you, Job? I wasn't asking for any man's opinion or his insight. God was doing this all by himself, but that very same God that created all that there is loved me and loved you enough, me and you, even Jenny Whitehead, loved us enough to come down here and personally woo our heart to return to him. Loved us enough that he would die on a cross to pay the price to redeem, buy us back from sin and death and the powers of darkness. And can I tell you, Jesus paid it all. Somebody say he paid it all. And last week, did anybody, I told you to go home and Google electron microscope snowflake pictures. Did anybody do it? Anybody? All y'all gonna have a bad week this week. Y'all didn't do it? Do it, man. I know I'm a geek. I'm telling you, it will flip your mind. Somebody do it right now. Somebody get your phone out. It's the only time any preacher in America gonna tell you to get your phone out and get on Google while he's preaching. Get your phone out, get your phone out. Y'all can't be obedient and do it for homework, so get it out. We're gonna do it live, in class test right now. Honestly, do it, I'm serious. Google, electron microscope snowflake. Go to images. Let me know when you got one. Who's got one? Who said that? Woo, look up, girl, you are a geek like me. You are fast. All right, you, do you see any pictures? All right, flip through a few of them. How amazing are those things? Who's got one over here? Anybody? Come here, Sarah, Sharon, you on the front row. Let me see this thing. Wow. Can you, can, do y'all see that? Go, go show them, go show them old people. That's a snowflake. That's something that formed in the sky and fell down to the earth. And they say each snowflake is completely different than the other snowflake. Did you see that? Did that not look like somebody sat down with plaster and sculpted that thing out somehow? Folks, let me tell you something. If you look at that and you see that God can divinely design the architecture of a snowflake, I'm not even gonna talk to you about the DNA in your body. Your body has enough DNA in it. Did you know that each cell has DNA? It's folded up in the nucleus of your cell. And if every cell in your body, if they could pull the DNA out and stretch it out and tie it all together, it would reach to the moon and back. But in every DNA, all DNA in your cell, it's folded a certain way to make a skin cell. If it folds a different way while it's forming, it becomes a liver cell. If it folds another way, it becomes another cell. Let me tell you something, folks. In Psalms 139, the psalmist said this. He said, I was fearfully and wonderfully made. You know what that means? God made you to be amazing. It's the devil that wants you to settle for average. 
I wish somebody would love on a God who created you to be amazing today. I was fearfully and wonderfully made. That's my God. I don't have to be in a rush. First Peter chapter two, verse nine. I would tell y'all to go home and read verses one through eight, but y'all wouldn't even look up pictures today, so. <laughs> but it would behoove you to grow deeper in the Lord to read verses one through eight later. But verse nine, here's what it says. I told we were gonna do King James, New King James, right? Sorry, I got King James in one, New King James in the other. And it helps if I'm not in Second Peter. I was like, that's not it. Pardon me. I got too caught up in snowflakes. And I'm not even a snowflake. <laughs> Nobody get offended at that. Even snowflakes are fearfully and wonderfully made. Okay, in verses one through eight, verse eight ends that people have stumbled because they were disobedient to the word of God to which they were appointed. They missed the mark. Everybody say they missed the mark. So that's how verse nine ends. Verse 10, excuse me, verse, that's how verse eight ends. Verse nine, the very first word is but. A transition word, right? This is how people who have missed it, this is how they've failed God. This is how they didn't live up to their purpose. But you are a chosen generation. Chosen. Everybody say that, chosen. chosen. Look at somebody and say, he chose you. He didn't roll the dice. He didn't spin the bottle. He chose you. Can I tell you something today? Let me go ahead and finish this verse. I'm gonna back up to that chosen part. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. I can't read that too fast. That's too good. You are a chosen generation. Now that word generation there in the original language, the root of it implies purpose. You are a chosen people of purpose. You're not cosmic goo out here in the universe. You are a chosen people of purpose. And look what he says, a royal, somebody say kingly. A kingly priesthood. We're not just priests, we're not just kings. When we come and God becomes our father, the king of all kings, brings us into the family and we become part of the royal family. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. Look what it says. His own special people. If you are reading the King James Version, it says a peculiar people. Everybody say peculiar. The word peculiar in the original Greek language actually means an acquisition. My favorite example of this is my mama used to own a 1972 
or 73 Volkswagen Beetle. I used to like driving that thing. In fact, when Kim and I started dating, I was driving that thing. I had a little AMC spirit, but if my daddy was mad at me, my, mom, my daddy would take the car away from me. So mom had, let me, mom had let me use the Volkswagen to come over here to see Kim. So one night on that straight, straight away going down a state line road right near the, the South Carolina state border, I thought I would see what that Volkswagen could do. I had that little thing. My mama went out to crank it the next morning. She cranked it up and it went poop, 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 and spit out a spark plug. She came in and asked me, was I driving her car hard? No, mama, not me. Lord, forgive me, that was BC days. There is power, power. But how many of you understand if that little Volkswagen Beetle was sitting out there now, it's a classic. That's cool. But how many of you understand still, if it's a classic, if that Volkswagen is sitting out there and somebody comes in with a Lamborghini or a Porsche, and pulls up right beside that Volkswagen. How many of you know you can tell a difference between an old Volkswagen Beetle and a Lamborghini? I mean, even if the Volkswagen is a classic, you might get a few extra $10,000 out of it, but how many of you know it's gonna take more than a few $10,000 to buy a Lamborghini? Come on, somebody, because why? Because the Lamborghini is a price acquisition. It is something that is what this verse means, peculiar. So when people look at you, they ought not see somebody who is average. They ought to see God's Lamborghini moving around. I ain't getting no help on that. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Look at somebody say, I'm a Lamborghini or Ferrari. What do you want to be? Come on, somebody call it. What do you want to be? Don't say Chevrolet because all right, we ain't going there today. Maserati, bring it on, Tim. What else, people? I got a Maserati, I got a Lamborghini, I got a Ferrari. I'm talking, you gotta be high price, high dollar, top of the line. Say something, Paul, what we gonna be? Don't say Ford. How many of y'all understand we are peculiar people? We are acquisitions from heaven. And Jesus did not die on the cross to buy a piece of junk and leave you in junk mode. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He doesn't take your old stuff and put a dab of paint on it. He makes your brand spanking new. Yeah, you know why I can do that? Because there is power, power, wonder working power in the blood of the Lamb. Oh, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So we are his own special people, his, his peculiar people, his acquisition. Look what this verse says, that you may proclaim the praises of him who has called you. The King James says, so that you may show forth the praises of him who has called you. Listen, folks, listen, listen, listen. How many of y'all, when you were kids, you liked to play with a kazoo? You know, those little, little things? Come on, y'all work with me here. All right. How many of y'all heard Tommy going off on that horn today? 
man can go, can he? Y'all give him some love. Now let me go and tell you something. If I come in here with a kazoo next Sunday, all it's gonna do is make like two or three different tones, right? But Tommy's over here just going off on that saxophone. Who would you rather hear, Tim or Tom? Why? Because he sounds better, he looks better, he is better. You know why? Because look, the devil wants you to stay in kazoo mode. He wants you to stay at average or below average. But God wants you playing a golden horn. Come on, somebody. He wants you to show forth. He wants you to show forth his praises. When you, oh, oh, I'm about to get, mm, 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 Jesus, help me. I got a medal. Can I medal just a minute? Y'all better hold up. Buckle your seatbelt. All right, listen, listen that we should show forth his praises. Listen, listen, listen. I got word from two different sources. Captain Larry's. How many of y'all like Captain Larry's? Wave your hand, Pop. Don't be lying. How many of y'all glad to see Pastor in the house today? Now, I can tell you, next time I go to Captain Larry's with Pop, I can tell you what he's going to order. He's going to want the tilapia. He wants it dried, not that juicy stuff. Ain't that right, Pop? All right, but we can't go to Captain Larry's today. You know why we can't go to Captain Larry's today? Because they closed. How many of y'all know Captain Larry's was making bank on Sundays? But I have heard from two different sources that the manager called his waitresses together and they had a conversation that those church folk coming into Captain Larry's after church were two things, hateful and not tipping. So he asked the waitresses, what would y'all like to do? They said, we would like to close on Sunday. That's not lining up with chapter two, verse nine. That's not showing forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Because I'm gonna tell you what, anytime you go into any public place, child of God, if you're gonna make a something of yourself, don't put Christ in the mix of it. Don't be in there talking about how good God is all the time and don't be sitting there bowing over saying grace over your food and then let the rest of your conversation ruin your testimony. I know that ain't wrong. I know that's not popular, but somebody better help me up in here. If I'm gonna be, if I'm gonna be a peculiar possession, if I'm gonna be above average, then you know what? Every part of me has gotta be above average. My talk's gotta be above average. My conduct has gotta be above average. The way I treat other people has got to be above average. And by the way, you can say, well, Pastor Tim, I was at Captain Larry's and I had horrible service. You don't know what the horrible waiter or waitress was going through. Don't ever 
underestimate somebody else's conflict. And I'm going to tell you what, me and Kim's been in places before, we've had horrible service, and I still tipped at least 20% because I knew in my heart that I don't know what that young lady or young man's going through. They may just be lazy and trifling. If they are, that's up to them. But I'm not going to ruin my testimony before somebody else. I'm going to be above average. I'm going to blow up average. In fact, I'm going to blow average out of the water. Come on, somebody. I am going to blow average out of the water. Hallelujah. Look at somebody say, I'm going to blow it out of the water. I'm going to live above average. I'm going to be above average. Listen, write these three things down and I'm done. Pastor Faye, do you want to come down here and bring a stand so you don't have to come up the steps? We can do that. We can do that. One of you gentlemen, Harold, can you grab that stand over there? Write these three things down. I am sanctified. Dash holy living. Number two, I am anointed. Dash Holy Spirit. Number three, I am appointed. I am appointed, dash, holy calling. I am sanctified. I am set apart by God for greatness. I wish I had time to show you some of this in the scripture. We don't have time to get to it today, but I tell you what, I'm going to unwrap this verse and I'm going to show you some examples in scripture where God took average folk and he lifted them up to above average lifestyles and above average testimonies. In fact, if I can tell you this, God is always for the underdog. Moses, underdog. All he had to bring to the table was a stick. David, underdog. All he had to bring to the table was five rocks. I ain't got time to deal with all that. I am sanctified. I'm set apart. I am holy living. I'm living holy for God. And folks, I'm going to tell you right now, if you keep telling yourself, when the enemy tempts you with lust, anger, rage, malice, anything that is contrary to the will of God, if you will remind yourself, I am sanctified, if you will say it out of your mouth, I am sanctified, you will find out that the devil will lose his hold real quick. I am sanctified, set apart, that's holy living. All right, second thing is what? I am anointed, dash, Holy Spirit. You know why? Because I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now dwells in my mortal body. So guess what? Because he's in me, I am anointed. I am empowered by God to do the supernatural of Jesus Christ for the glory of God. What's the third thing? I am, uh, I am appointed. That's holy calling. God has assignments for you. Come on up this way, Pastor Faye, while I close my, my part here out. How many of y'all saw I put on Facebook, I almost got scammed the other day? Yeah, had somebody, had somebody call me, said they were the sheriff's department, that there was a warrant out for my arrest because I didn't appear for jury duty. And they were telling me, man, they told me they had the summons that I had signed and mailed back in, told me where I needed to come at with the, to the sheriff's office with $4,000. And I'm sitting there thinking, $4,000, I don't even need, I don't care what door you said, I got to find $4,000 first anyway. Like I'm walking around with that much money, right? So anyway, I mean, they told you to go down the hall, take the first door, go to the second, this and that. I mean, they had detail, I'm thinking. And I was getting over the sickness. I was in the recliner resting, kind of in a daze. They caught me off guard, you know? 
And uh, man, I called Gloria. Don't be laughing, Gloria. Gloria's laughing at me, y'all. She was laughing. She said, I started to play you along a little bit, but I could tell you were stressed. Yeah, man. So I called Gloria, she was making some phone calls and I didn't want to call Matt. Matt and Allison Warren, you know, Matt's a sheriff's deputy. They're, they're one of our, two of our chaperones. I'm like, man, I gotta get some info. So I called Matt, I was like, if he's not busy, he'll take the call. So he took the call and he's like, yeah, Pastor Tim, I'm, I'm investigating a case with that. Same thing happened a week ago. And uh, anyway, I went back to where the people had me on call, on hold, they had me on hold. Lieutenant such and such. I went back, I said, uh, Lieutenant such and such? He said, yes, sir, Mr. Hodge. I said, I just talked to a friend of mine. I told you I'm a pastor, right? Yes, sir. I said, well, I've got a real sheriff's deputy at my church. I said, real sheriff's deputy. The phone line went dead. <laughs> Hold on, it gets better. It gets better. I could have just let it go. I couldn't let it go. I called the number back. They sent me straight to voicemail. I had a prayer meeting on their voicemail. I told them, I said, sir, I said, I don't know what, where y'all are in life and I don't know what y'all are going through. There's two guys. I said, but I'm gonna tell you what, I'm gonna pray for y'all right now and I hope you take the time to listen to this prayer. And man, I went to praying. Keith, I prayed for their salvation. I prayed for the Lord to deliver, to deliver them from evil. And I'm wheezing, man, I can't hardly breathe. And then when I got through praying, I said, now I know I told you guys I was sick. And I said, you can hear over the phone I'm sick. And I said, you know what? You just took my stress level to a whole new height and dimension when they told me I gotta be in a detention cell for 45 minutes, I'm like, oh, Jesus, what's gonna happen? I told him, I said, so yeah, you took my stress level to a whole new level. I said, but gentlemen, I forgive you in Jesus' name. I hope they listen to that voicemail. Because I decree and I declare over you whatever the enemy means for your harm, if you will navigate it correctly, God will always turn it around for your good, for his glory. Y'all show Pastor Faye some love today.